what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Hello, 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 hello. What is good, everybody? I am going to drop a verse and I want to see if you can just speak it out and guess where it is. To everything, 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 there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. Come on, tell me where that comes from. (laughs) You might not know the exact address. So if you said Ecclesiastes 3, you win. So here's the thing. I want to introduce this episode with this. Keep this in mind. To everything, there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under the sun. I also want to share Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also planted eternity in men's hearts and minds, a divinely implanted sense of purpose working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy, yet so that men cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. Whew, that is so, so huge, okay? So let me explain a couple of things before I reveal what we're going to talk about. First of all, Ecclesiastes is really an interesting book, (laughs) but it teaches patience. Oh, does it teach patience, right? In fact, in Ecclesiastes 3.17, it talks about how there's an appointed time for every matter, for every purpose, and every work. In other words, God has an appointed time in which to do everything he has planned. Keyword he. (laughs) So the question, the invitation that I am offering on today is, are you submitted to God's timing in your life or have you grown impatient waiting for something to happen? Okay. I encourage you today to repent, to turn from any impatience you have and make a fresh surrender to God's perfect timing for everything he wants to do in your life. Okay. I encourage you to do that on today. Now, why do I bring this up? I bring it up because we're going to dive into the topic of relationships and we're going to go specific. We're actually going to talk about the qualities of a kingdom man, which seems interesting, right? So I'll, I'll kind of backtrack, reverse engineer how I got there. But as you can imagine, relationships require a lot of patience. <laughs> a lot of patience, right? So it's really important to recognize that God, God has an appointed time for everything that he has planned for you. And this includes relationships. But often when we want a relationship, when we've been in a lonely season, when we're struggling in relationship, when we're frustrated in relationship, when we're not where we want to be, 
in relationship. We don't feel like we have the vision. Maybe we don't even have a clue what that looks like. We just feel like we need one. That can cause a lot of mess. (laughs) This is spirit-filled real talk, right? That can cause a lot of mess in your life. So keep this in mind that God... God declares that there is an appointed time for every matter, every purpose that includes your relationship purpose and every work. In other words, he has an appointed time to do everything that he has planned. Okay, so when I introduce this, the qualities of kingdom men, I'm going to really distinguish what I've what I've recognized to be very different between just a good man and a kingdom man and why that is so valuable if you are living a spirit-led life and it's important to you to be led by God and keep God at the center of everything that you do okay which is not always widely represented so there's not always a ton of examples but if you look for them you will find them okay and you can be one even if you haven't seen it okay you can be it so this was actually inspired by a post that I did on the gram If you're not following me currently, you can find me at Miss Juliana Page. So I did a relationship post and I don't often do that. I'm going to have to explore why that is. (laughs) I guess I value privacy, especially when you're you're navigating relationships, you know, in any season. I think that privacy is a, a key to keep in mind, to keep it strong, to keep it healthy. Not everybody needs to know what's up in your business, but... Sharing your testimonies is something that is valuable and can truly encourage or build somebody else up. So there's my my standpoint on that. But I shared a post about my relationship and I shared a statement. And my statement was this, that the key, or really the secret, the secret that I haven't heard a lot of people say, but the secret that I found to be the key to a great relationship is discernment. Right? It's not what you expected me to say, probably. But the key, the secret to great relationships is discernment. Let me tell you why. I have walked through some very traumatic, some very painful, some very heartbreaking relationships. And here's what I have to say about that. Your ex, EX, is an example of what it looks like to have a relationship that God didn't endorse. Oh, that's a gut check, okay? Your ex... EX is an example of what it looks like to have a relationship that God didn't endorse. Wow, are you hearing that? Let me give it to you three times a charm. Your X, EX, is an example of what it looks like to have a relationship that God didn't endorse. All right, how many of us have gotten into relationships because we were lonely? How many of us have gotten into relationships because we felt like we were compatible? How many of us have gotten into relationships because it satisfied some need that we had, but we didn't even check in with God about the relationship at all? God never endorsed it, and we proceeded, right? How did that relationship work out for you? Just saying, just going to lay that there, okay? (laughs) So the key, the secret to great relationships is discernment. I remember when I became a born-again believer, right? My salvation experience. I just remember, and salvation is something that you walk out, right? It's not just a one-time event. But I remember wanting more than anything wisdom and discernment because it was a very bad, scary awful relationship 
<laughs> that also God turned and worked for good, amen? But it was a really traumatic relationship that broke me so much that God became my vital necessity. I was going to do what it takes to know God, to find God, to find life, to make a difference with that kingdom leadership. I had no clue what that meant or what that looked like or if it would even work for me or if God was real for me or if it was just something that other people could tap into. It was a very vulnerable space. But more than anything, I just remember asking for wisdom and discernment because I didn't want to be blindsided. I didn't want to be caught you know, really in an uncomfortable situation that if I had discernment, I could test the spirits to know what they're of. I could sniff something out and know that that's not for me without having to go investigate it and play detective and keep experiencing, you know, red flags <laughs> because I would have discernment and I would have wisdom. It's enough to know it's not for me. I don't have to know why. I can just know that it's not for me. Okay, so I craved that. I, I wanted that so much. I was done with running after my own dreams, my own agenda, my own achievements. I was run at, I was done running into relationships that ultimately the other person didn't have my best interest. They weren't hearing from heaven and they couldn't value and appreciate me or or protect me and really honor and respect me and that's a problem. <laughs> okay? So it's it's very very important to have discernment because what else discernment does is that it gives you foundation and truth to stand on when you go through storms, okay? So when you have revelation, when you have downloads from heaven, when you have confirmation from God, when you walk through a storm, you stand on that confirmation. Okay, so when the wind is blowing, when other people are wafting their opinions at you, when it looks really scary in your circumstances, when you're questioning what you know, you stand on the confirmation and you trust God and you trust that you heard from him and you trust what he said. And people don't have to agree with that. You don't always have to agree with that, but you've got to know it and you've got to still move forward knowing it despite the fear, despite the doubt, despite the uncertainty, despite how vulnerable and scary that can be for you, you still can use that confirmation and God will bring you through because often what he does is he he develops character, he develops maturity, he breaks things off of us that we can't take into the fruitful, life-giving relationship that we're praying for. <laughs> but he does that sometimes through storms. He, he can use anything he wants to mold and shape us, right? Even things that we choose that aren't endorsed by him, he can still use that for good to grow and develop us, okay? But discernment, in my opinion, <laughs> and this is Spirit Bill Real Talk, in my opinion, I want the Spirit talking to me I want alignment with God and I believe that somebody that hears from God and can actually be checked by God, I like to say, <laughs> and can take a Jesus time out is valuable because that means that that person is getting direction, that person has accountability, that person is going to be led by something very different than somebody who doesn't have that. And if two people come together with that, they can really work out the iron sharpening iron, 
Okay, so let's talk about this. Now that you have a little backstory, you're welcome. Let's talk about this. I'm going to go through some qualities of kingdom men, and then I'm going to talk about how you can really decipher your relationship season as far as we'll, we'll just get there. Just hang on. Okay. <laughs> so the qualities of a kingdom man, and I'm probably going to have to do a kingdom woman too, just to, to be fair to all of the ladies, right? And I'm not going to speak on behalf of men, so I'm not, I'm not doing that, but I'm saying for a woman, what to look for. Here are some things. Okay. So I'm going to just go through a comparison of a good man versus a kingdom man, a spirit-led man, a God man, okay? Now, I'm not saying perfect, so get that out of your, your mind too. This is not perfection, but this is excellence, and it has to do with leadership, accountability, okay? So number one, a good man versus a kingdom man. A good man is a provider, a good man is a provider. In the world, we identify a good man as a provider. He provides for his family. He works hard to do that. He's a provider, right? We, we, it's clear that we can visualize a man providing. Now, a woman can do it too, but a man is a provider. It's in his nature, okay? Now, a kingdom man is both a natural provider and a spiritual provider, Okay, so he's able to provide vision. He's able to provide clarity and clarity is power. Come on. He's able to provide destination, right? The the plan, the direction where this relationship is sailing to, right? And he's able to provide favor. So favor doesn't always have to be financial. Favor could be basically whatever he's attached to, you will you will get access to. So if he's attached to joy, you will have access to joy. If he's attached to that supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding, you'll have access to that. If he's connected to wisdom and revelation and gets downloads from God, you'll be connected to that leadership and that clarity, right? So whatever he's connected to, you'll be connected to, okay? In a good verse to reference for this is Genesis 6.18. So go check that out. But the difference between a good man versus a kingdom man in this sense is a good man is a provider, but a kingdom man is not only a natural provider, but a spiritual provider as well, okay? And when you're going through life, <laughs> how many of you know you need that wisdom and discernment, okay? You want somebody who can provide that to you and who can check you and test as well and pray about things, okay? Number two, a good man is present, a good man is present, okay? He's not distracted. He's present. He's available. He's attentive, right? He's very receptive and self-aware, okay? And just aware of what's going on. A kingdom man is rooted and grounded in God, okay? <laughs> Do you hear the difference? There's a difference from just being present and being rooted and grounded in God, okay? So not only is a kingdom man present and sensitive to what's happening, but he's rooted and grounded in God, which gives him a different capacity to navigate, to respond, to navigate life, okay? So when you're rooted and grounded in God, you're rooted and grounded in love, in patience. This is not perfection, again, but it's excellence, right? You can go through things and you can bend versus break, okay? When you're not rooted and grounded in God, you can break, 
right? You know, I think about addictions. That That's breaking to some degree when, when normally if we are having issues, we can bend with God versus break, okay? So it's a different kind of resiliency. Somebody who's present, just check this out for your own awareness. God in somebody's Instagram bio doesn't mean it's God in somebody's life, okay? <laughs> a lot of people can drop their scripture. A lot of people can say that they love God, that they're a follower of Jesus, whatever it happens to be. But you can, you can say that, right? And you can rock the label, okay? You can wear it on a t-shirt, right? But not everyone that rocks it, that rocks the label, that drops it in a bio has the relationship. And you have to have a heaven encounter, a God encounter with God to truly change. That's not something that you can just say. It's something that is changed radically within you. You become a new man, okay? So keep that in mind, all right? Number three, a good man communicates, all right? But a kingdom man articulates, Woof. meaning he provides that clarity again, okay? So this is really important because God can speak through a kingdom man. A kingdom man can hear from God. He seeks encounters for himself, right? He's great, really, because of his devotion, okay? Now, a good man communicates, and that's great, right? But if they're not, if a good man is not seeking the kingdom first, he can get caught up in opportunity that looks good, but it's not of God, okay? So that could get messy, <laughs> but if you're hearing from God, you're going to have a whole new level of clarity, all right? Number four, a good man protects and a kingdom man covers, okay? So a good man protects in terms of the natural, he protects, all right? But a kingdom man covers, and this is really knowing how to fight spiritual warfare, knowing how to fight on a different level. We know that the problems are not against flesh and blood, so we got to fight on another level. So a kingdom man isn't just limited to the physical to fight, all right, and protect. He covers. So a lot of things, for example, love covers a multitude of sins, right? So even if, let's say you're not in a healthy place, a kingdom man would not shame you, condemn you. He would cover you and he, he would have an objective of your wholeness and being in healing with you versus blaming you, pointing a finger at you, all of that stuff, okay? Number five, a good man has natural responsibility, but a kingdom man lays his life down, all right? So he, a kingdom man in a lot of ways will expedite your healing process, right? When you feel safe, when you feel loved, when you su feel supported, when you have godly leadership in your life, you are able to heal on a whole new level versus if you feel unsafe, if there's not trust, so many different things, you feel like it's not safe for you to heal, okay? All right, natural responsibility is really just taking care of the needs in the natural, right? The needs that you would have for a home, for provision, for 
support, encouragement, right? That's all natural, but laying your life down and being able to pray and being able to go through a process is very, very different. All right, and number six, a good man is a supporter, okay? And a kingdom man is an endorser. So an endorser is somebody who backs you with no no expectation, right? Like he's just there, he's able to pray, he's able to get words for you, he's able to intercede, he's able to support without needing anything in return, okay? Does that make sense? So he endorses you on a whole new level, all right? On a whole other level, got it? So just a couple of those things again, just so you can use this for awareness, wisdom, discernment, all right? A good man is a provider, a kingdom man is a natural provider, and a spiritual provider. A good man is present, but a kingdom man is rooted and grounded in God in love, in patience, not perfection, okay, but excellence. A good man communicates, but he's not seeking the kingdom first. A kingdom man articulates and provides clarity. God speaks through him and you can trust that. You can stand on that as foundation. Number four, a good man protects and a kingdom man covers. Number five, a good man checks off his natural responsibilities, right? but a kingdom man covers. So he's able to really know when to be silent, when to bridle his tongue, when to listen, right? He he's, gets cues on a spiritual level and he's able to cover and, and protect in a different way. Number five, a good man has natural responsibility that he takes care of, but on a spiritual level, right? A kingdom man knows to lay his life down knows to love like Jesus does, knows to die to himself and his own needs to be able to focus on this other person's wholeness and really not not dismiss his own process, so don't get that wrong, but also to lay down his life to serve, to love another human, okay? And then number six, a good man is a supporter, okay? But a kingdom man is an endorser. All right, so he can get cues from God on how to be there and support you in a way that a natural man likely cannot, all right? Now, hopefully that is valuable. (laughs) If you've had any questions come up about, is this person suitable or just compatible? I'm gonna go into that now, but hopefully those qualities at least give you something to work from again. You can write the vision and make it plain, or you can really make some adjustments in your own life. But one of the things I know just from wisdom is that the minute we start to measure love, we get it twisted, all right? There's there's already less. There's, you know, you just start deflating your love bubble, okay? The minute you start to measure that, that happens. And also, making it about the other person and blaming the other person for our problems is the problem, all right? So you got to look at your own issues, your own character defects before you dive in and dig into somebody else, all right? And usually when you do that, you understand where you can make some shifts and adjustments that would change the whole relationship. All right, so a lot of times, we don't like to admit this, but a lot of times when we are pointing our finger and blaming another person, it's our work. Because when we project stuff, 
that's our stuff. That's not even the other person. So that's for free. You're welcome. All right. So let's talk about now how to really distinguish if this relationship is suitable versus compatible. All right. So when something is suitable, it is suiting, it suits God's will. I don't think suiting is a word. (laughs) It suits God's will. All right. So there's assignments here. This is suitable for your God assignment. All right. Now, when it's compatible, it's fitting your, your will, your preferences, your personality, what you prefer. Okay. Now, I think a key here is that your assignment, right, is what is going to reveal alignment with another. Okay. So if you don't know your assignment, I would say the work needs to be done there before you consider relationship. If you're in one, you can still do this work where you assess what's your assignment. Because when you get busy about God's business, he'll get busy about yours, okay? So some key questions. Remember, you can be compatible. You can get along with a lot of people, but that doesn't mean they're suitable for your assignment and for walking out destiny with you. So just keep that in mind. So the questions are, What's your assignment? What's your assignment? What does God want you to do right now? Is it a season of healing? If it's a season of healing, then I would recommend putting a do not disturb on your heart and not be focused on relationships right now. Because remember Ecclesiastes, right? There is a, an appointed time. God has an appointed time for everything that he's planned. So you can afford to put a do not disturb on your heart and heal. Heal if that is what God is leading you to do. If you are called to a season of reducing the clutter and removing distractions, if a relationship is distracting you from your relationship with God, you likely need to cut that off because it's cutting you off. It's cutting off your power source. And any relationship that's pulling you away from God is not for you. Okay. And then what is your mission or your target? This doesn't have to be super complex, but... What is God calling you to focus on? How has he wired you? What does he have planned and purpose for you? What has he revealed to you? If you get clear on that, you can be busy about that. And usually when you're busy about that, that's when you encounter your partner, the one that suits God's assignment. And you will also suit your partner's God assignment. Okay? So... Hopefully that gives some clarity to know a good man versus a kingdom man and to know if somebody is suitable or just compatible for you. And here's a couple of things. You must have confirmation, heavenly endorsement, particularly in relationships, because if anything can screw us up, it's a relationship. And the enemy knows how to send a relationship into our life to get us off track. And God also knows how to send a relationship into our life to get us back on track. Okay, so keep that in mind. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Okay, so keep that in mind. You don't want to keep prayer as your last resort. You want to keep prayer as your first response. Start with prayer, pray, pray without ceasing, (laughs) pray, just pray. Okay, that's how you'll get discernment. That's how you'll get good orderly direction in your life. That's how you'll get these downloads of wisdom. Okay, now here's. Another thing 
to be aware of. God many times is a slow cooker, okay? He's not a microwave, he's a crock pot. Meaning, (laughs) answers to our prayers don't always look like what we would expect. So for example, if we're praying to be a leader of our own business, we will probably go through a season of working under the authority of somebody we don't agree with, and it could be a long season. But that season is testing your leadership. That season is really developing character and maturity, that season is is really helping you to navigate what does that look like? What does that look like? And develop the qualities and potentials that God wants to highlight when you get to your appointed time to lead in your business, okay? Or take the relationship again. You could be praying for God to bring your husband, to bring your wife, okay? But that might look like a season of just letting God be your mate. Wow, right? Learning how to be alone, but not alone, right? Learning how to seek God for yourself. Learning how to be focused on your assignment and be really clear about what that is. Learning how to cut off distractions and remove easy access to temptation in your life. A partner can't help you do that. That's that's work that you've got to do. And hopefully before your partner, so you don't drag somebody through mess. All right? <laughs> that ain't the appointed time. Okay. So here are a couple of ways that God confirms or authorizes that it's time. Okay? It's number one, always going to be in his word. If you just get in the word and read the word, God will confirm it to your spirit. What he wants for you to do. What your assignment is. What your mission is. What the target you need to be focused on is. All right. Number two, God will also confirm through people. There will be people that are able to speak into your life, to encourage, to highlight, to remind, to confront from love when necessary. Number three, he will do it through dreams. Okay. Now I would always recommend trying these things with the word too, right? So if you get a word from somebody or if you get a dream, always go back to the word to get confirmation from there. He will do it through number four, restriction. So you might want something so bad that you keep pushing for it and pushing for it and giving it second chances, but seeing all the red flags, but God keeps pulling all the stops because you also are saying, I want the best. I want my Boaz. I want my Ruth. Don't let me settle for less. Well, God won't let you settle for less, right? So he'll restrict what you're trying to run after if it's not his best, all right? Number five, he may confirm by flow. You know, I remember when I bought my home that it just flowed and it was a very quick process and that was bizarre because in former seasons where I'd explored buying a home, it didn't happen that way. So he can confirm by flow. By flow, you just show up and doors keep opening. But be careful with that too. Again, in all thy ways, acknowledge him because God can open doors and so can the enemy. All right? So make sure you're praying. And then number six, God can authorize or confirm through repetition. Okay? So there could be ways in his word that you saw something. You can hear it again in a message. A friend can say something. There's constant confirmation that God is telling you like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Okay, so a big lesson with this, with relationships, time is your friend. Time is your friend. You never, never, never want to get out ahead of God's timing. We've learned these lessons before, (laughs) not just in relationship, but in other areas, I'm sure. 
But you, you really want to trust that God is a good God. Every good and perfect gift is from above. He's your source. He's your provider. He's a good father, right? And he has appointed time for everything. And his timing is perfect. His timing is perfect, okay? But it's not always going to look like or feel like what we think or it's not always going to agree with what we feel our timing should be, okay? So surrendering that, and why time is your friend is because you wanna see somebody through all the seasons, through all the seasons. A person, particularly if you're in long distance relationship or you know if you're not around each other all the time or if you're both quote unquote busy <laughs> people, right? A person can act for, for several months Three months, six months, they can act, right? So you want to make sure that you see a person through every season. How, how, how does this person deal with loss? How does this person navigate, you know, summer when things are lighter and more carefree and going well? How does this person do when things are falling apart in the fall? <laughs> This is hypothetical, right? But how does this person handle things that aren't going their way and things that are falling apart, so to speak? Or how does a person handle pressure? Or how does a person deal with anger, right? Are there any character issues that are actually non-negotiables for you, right? It's really, really important to embrace timing and discernment. This is why discernment, come on. Discernment is the secret to great relationships because your feelings aren't always accurate. Your thoughts aren't always accurate, right? But discernment will be your steady. Discernment will be your through line. Discernment will be what you can use to think rightly, to judge correctly without causing harm to somebody else, right? And to really navigate in a way that is very empowering that the world can't offer. You know, you in the world, you're, you might go get a astrology reading, okay? Or you might go seek a psychic, or you might ask all your friends, or you might look up somebody's personality type. You can look all of that up, <laughs> and all of that could be good in, in providing all the signs that this person is compatible with you. But again, go back to, are they suitable? To you? Are they suiting? <laughs> I said it again. Do they suit God's will for your life? That's really what you want to know. Because unless the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord is at the center of that relationship, you may very well set yourself up for a whole lot of pain that God never had planned for you. All right. So I hope, whew, I hope that you heard the wisdom in this message. I hope this helps you weigh relationships that are in your life. And I would just encourage you to ask God, God, I want to please you and I want to have your wisdom, your knowledge and your joy flowing in my life. Bring me fresh revelation about the revelation about the relationships that I have in my life. I want to know through your confirmation, not mine, what your will is and what it's not. And I release these relationships, you can say the people's name to you. And I say, not my will, but your will be done. I want whoever suits your will for my life. And I pray in that, that not only you prepare them, that you continue to bless and support them, lead them and guide them, but you do the same for me, right? 
humbly ask him to remove your character defects, to renew your mind, to renew a right spirit in you. Let the words of my mouth, right, and the meditation of my heart be good and pleasing in your sight. You've got plenty of work to do before you go to try and do somebody else's work. So I hope this message blessed you. If you haven't already, you can support a girl by going to the Apple Podcast app and subscribing to Spirit Filled Real Talk with Juliana and leaving a review there if you would. You can also find me on Spotify, Spirit Filled Real Talk there. So you can subscribe there for your car rides, for your grocery store runs for your meal prepping, whatever you've got going on. (laughs) And if you want more resources, I've got you. You can visit julianapage.com. I have a six-week self-mastery course, which is so amazing. Oh my goodness. I just basically bundled all the things that I wish I had (laughs) into learning about how to be radically responsible for yourself and everything that you do and how that ultimately leads to thriving And then there are three books that are very great tools if you were somebody like me that had no clue where to get started in your relationship with God, but really wanted to have a firm sense of your identity and your authority and how to build kingdom legacy. So there's a lot of great resources over there for that. And there's also consulting services as well. So if you or a friend you know could benefit from that, go check out julianapage.com. All right, guys, until next time. Stay blessed.